Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So... Maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. There is something we didn't do during our last bonus season. And you know what? It turns out listeners really missed it. Uh, let me guess what that would be. Going outside. <laughs> no, aside from going outside or socially gathering or socially closening, not socially distancing, aside from all of that stuff, it turns out they missed our Ask Us Anything episode that we normally do between seasons. Wow. Honestly, I'm a little surprised. I'm I'm flattered and surprised because I thought that you guys would be very, very sick of us and not need to ask any more questions. But go figure. It turns out they have so many more questions for us. Well, let's get to them because I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. is right. It's time for another By the Book bonus episode. It is our between season treat for your ears. And today it's all about your burning hot questions. We're taking the listener questions and answering as many as we can. Yes. And reminder, if a bonus episode every other week isn't enough for you, please consider joining our amazing Patreon community where you can receive a weekly affirmation mini-sode every Tuesday, 
and the full written rules for every book we've ever lived by every Friday in exchange for a small monthly donation. You can join by going to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Say that one more time, Jolenta. Patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Yes. Or you can just hit the link in our episode description. It's there too. And I do have to say, those Patreon affirmation apps, they are fast and loose. Like, you <laughs> never know what's going to fly out of our mouths on those. So check them oh out. Oh my gosh. Jolenta has given some hot goss in those. Ugh. I've revealed some maybe embarrassing things about myself. Yeah, all sorts of stuff gets said in those affirmation pods. All right, but enough about affirming things. Let's get to questioning things. All right, let's start off. Off with questions related to uh, the show, shall we? Mm-hmm. Charlotte has this to say. I'm guessing you two get tired of reading and talking about self-help books. You read so many of them and probably read them much closer than any of us do who listen to the show. If you had a podcast about a different genre of book, what would it be? I think that is such a good question. Can I guess what you're going to do, Jolenta? Yes, you can guess. I am going to guess that you would do a podcast about true crime books. Am I wrong? You are wrong. I am. You're kidding. Oh, my God. That was like the furthest thought from my mind. What I would want to do is a podcast where I have on guests and they bring me their favorite kids book. And if it's short, (gasps) if it's short, we read it. If it's long, we get like a, you know, Cliff's Notes. And then we dissect like what it says about that person's like psychology. Because wow. I always love making the connections between like, of course, that was your favorite book as a kid, like the one about the late bloomer or like the hermit crab, like, duh, you know, I always feel like it reveals so much about a person. So that is what Ooh. I would be into. What wow. about you? I am, I am so surprised just because you read so much true crime. Right, so I thought right. it would be related to that. But um Mine is semi-related to yours, so Ooh. I think you already know this about me, Jolenta. I am a huge Little House on the Prairie fan. Oh my gosh, and right. If I were to someday do a show where it is a breakdown of all the books and the TV show, Ooh. episode by episode and book by book, would you where do, I would like, compare, compare and, and contrast. contrast. Yes. yes, I would. Yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. I would listen to that so hard. You would? Oh, my gosh. I always thought there'd be like oh 35 God. listeners. Oh, I've like always <laughs> wanted someone to do that for me. Oh, oh, my gosh. I would do it. Every single passage in the book, every single episode of Little House on the Prairie, including all those characters who never existed in the books. So yes, I'm talking about you, Albert. Cute, cute Albert. Yeah, I would do it all. I am obsessed with that idea. Okay. Well, maybe we'll make it happen. Yeah, let's see. Uh, <laughs> put a pin in that idea. Uh, moving on, next question is from Lauren, who asks, if you could permanently delete one self-help book so no one could buy it or read it ever again, which would you choose and why? That is tough because there are so many terrible self-help books. Wouldn't you agree, Jolenta? Oh, I know. I have like my knee-jerk reaction one, and I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, let's hear it. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Ooh, that's good. I feel like it's just so many bad things in one. It, like, gaslights you into thinking he's cool and gets it, but really he's, like, an entitled douche. He's, like, a former pickup artist, so just, like, I feel like his he just likes, like, scamming people and getting money for, like, advice no matter what is happening like just whatever advice is cool he's gonna shill that advice and I just feel like he's just like the worst example of self-help on so many levels from like writing to racism to the author himself just all around bad Mm, I love that I love Mm -hmm. that okay what about you 
I am going to um, permanently delete from the record, and I'm sorry because this is kind of a cop-out. Mm. I'm not choosing a specific book. I'm choosing any book that is targeting the incel movement. Any book that's oh, about okay, yeah. empowering yourself as a man against the mm. uh, a, a, against the tyranny of women. Any book that's about you know essentially you know all those books that are so popular right now. There are so many bestsellers by angry white dudes that are for other angry white yeah. dudes about how to destroy women, how to have I forgot what it's called. There's a term for it. Um. Uh, social distribution of sex so that women have to be assigned to men and so on. There's a whole movement around that and Just tons of best-selling books. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And those are all under the self-help umbrella, and I would like to take all of them and destroy them. Yes, okay. all of them. I, I, uh, I enjoy that thought. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to a f- more fun question? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> This one is from Kara. Kara says, name one dead famous person whose self-help book you would totally read if they wrote one. Ooh, so many people have been dead over the years. I know. Who do we choose of all the dead people? Ooh. Should I just say what mine is? It's going to be super obvious, Jolenta. Uh, who? One Abraham Lincoln. Oh, right. Of course. Of yeah. course. Now, I'll just say here and now, was he a perfect human? By no means. Is he, you know, is he maybe held up uh, inappropriately as the person we should all aim to be when it comes to racial justice? Not exactly. He was not perfect in all those ways, but he was the only president who actually did what had to be done to destroy slavery in America. And there's this other thing I really love about him. He didn't forgive everybody. So famously, his father was very abusive, and he said in the end, I am not going to go to his deathbed because it's not going to make either of us happy. And in the end, what matters more is that I maintain my you know, sense of self-preservation here. And I think you know, he was a really wise man in lots and lots of ways, and that's one of them that I think people kind of forget what sort of person he was in right. his life. Um, they focus a lot on him as a president or as a diplomat, but just as an individual, he went through so much stuff. He saw children die. He had you know, challenges at home in so many ways, and he was dealing with all those challenges on top of what was happening in America at the time. And yeah, part of his self-preservation was, I'm not going to hang out with my abuser, and I don't care if he's on his deathbed. Heyo, bye-bye. Yeah. That would be a good self-help book. Ugh, no deathbed itself. visits for abusers. <laughs> That's the name of his book. Bye-bye, deathbed. <laughs> what about Ugh. you, Jolenta? I, I kind of feel like I would want a self-help book by, like, Elizabeth Cady Stanton of Ooh. The Suffrage Leader. Yeah. She's sort of like the quiet Susan B. Anthony. I feel like it took me longer to hear about her and less people know about her. And I feel like... From what I understand, she was, like, a little more badass and bold and, like, uh, I just want to know, again, what it's like to be, you know, fighting for what you know in your gut is right in the mid-1800s. Like, what is that like? How do you have that stamina? Sort of like what you were saying about Abraham Lincoln, sort of the the... How do you personally deal with, like, going against the grain and, like, fighting to be on the right side of history, regardless of how ugly it feels in the moment? Mm. Wow. I feel like that was a very high-minded answer for both of us, huh? I know. I'm I'm shocked. 
<laughs> Part of me was also like, maybe Jesus, just to see like firsthand what would the advice be from the historical figure. But I don't think we should even put that in. But I am just curious. <laughs> Let's see if we can keep our answer uh, high-minded with this question from Mark. Mark says, after years of living by self-help books, I'd love to know what you think our self-help affinity says about our culture. Mm. Well, um, I've said it before, and I'm just going to say it again. American culture is built on the mythology that we can be self-made, the Horatio Elger myth that uh, anybody with hard work can become anything else, and it does not matter what our ancestry is, what our class is, what our race is, what our gender is. None of that matters if we just work hard enough. And I think that the self-help industry really taps into that myth, and there's a reason why Americans love self-help books as much as we do. We, we really believe in that individualism and that idea of being self-made. And Jolenta, you and I have also talked about the fact that it also speaks to the fact that we live in a culture that does not have universal health care, that does not necessarily take care of its people, that we have larger systemic struggles that we don't know how to fix. And frequently what we do because of our individualism is then look inward to try and fix it rather than look at the bigger issue, which really does need fixing. That's what I'd say. Right. I would say for sure our, especially in America, our obsession with individualism and like the individual story, like fighting against all else. I mean, it must like we're, we've been pioneers from like our Puritan days to our Oregon Trail days. So like, I feel like that makes perfect sense. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought up Oregon Trail. Like, I just always think of like just the further west you go, the more sort of individualistic minded people you have. So it makes, it's no surprise to me that America's self-help culture is obsessed with like standing out and rising above and like elevating one's self, one's status. And I think also to to uh to your point about like what we're lacking as a society, I think a lot of this has to do with uh like us not valuing mental health and sort of not uh cultivating emotional health and needing to find that in books as adults as we realize we're floundering. Yeah, yeah. Um one other thing I wanted to say about the self-made myth, the myth is everywhere and we see it in the authors of self-help books and we've talked about this before, people who were born on third base who still maintain the mythology for themselves. I did it all by myself. Mm. So I think self-help books also are reaffirming for people who had stuff handed to them to be able to feel like they did do it themselves. So it's, you know, both comforting for those who feel helpless in certain situations, and it's reaffirming for those who actually didn't even need the help to begin with, right? Ooh, very good point. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to this question from Madeline? Mm -hmm. Or Madeline, I'm not sure. Um, I, I just think you're sweet. I, I have some mix in the pantry right now. We're going to make some of you, Madeline. It's going to be delicious. And we're going to read your question. Have you ever regretted starting the podcast? Why or why not? Uh, yes and no. For me, no, because like, having a job and something to do is like keeping me alive right now. Uh, and I love making things and telling weird stories and experiencing dumb shit with Kristen um, and being able to share that in a like hopefully somewhat funny and meaningful way. But also, of course, I regret it because like there are parts of every 
book that sort of like stick on my windshield. Like if every book is a road trip, there's always like one dead bug that gets stuck (laughs) and you have to like remember to scrape it off and be like, this isn't a rule in your actual head. It's just a stupid bug that got stuck from this road trip. But like there's always a few bugs that stick and I have to remember to like pry them out of my brain windshield. That is such a good way to put it, Jolenta. That is so good. I'm I'm going to say I don't regret starting this show ever. I'm always grateful, Jolenta, that you invited me to do this with you. Of all the people in all the world that you could have invited, you have so many people who love you. You have so many friends. You have so many comedians in your life and so many storytellers. So you could have picked one of a gazillion people, and I feel very, very honored um, that I got to do this with you. And I feel lucky that you and I have made things that, as you were just saying, are hopefully funny and meaningful to people, that maybe people listen because you know, they're listening possibly for the comedy, but maybe they learn a little something that's, you know, bigger than the comedy, or maybe they listen for the self-help, but then they, you know, look at the world a little differently beyond the self-help. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful to you. I'm grateful to our listeners. I'm grateful for the show. Yeah. All right. Well, on that beautifully sweet note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we got a whole bunch of questions and answers for you. We're going to talk about work-life balance. We're going to talk about being podcasters and so, so much more. Yes. Stay with us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We are back with more questions from all of you out there. Jalanta, take it away. All right. This question's from Daphna. Hope I'm saying that right. Very cool name. <laughs> uh, Daphna asks, the podcasting industry seems to be experiencing huge growth in the past few years. Do you recommend podcasting as a career path? What are the upsides and downsides of working in podcasting? Ooh. Mm. Well, I'm just going to say anybody who wants to start a podcast absolutely should. The more voices, the more stories, the more diversity that's out there, the better the world is. Um, For most of modern history, there have been media gatekeepers, and those media gatekeepers made sure that men, that white people, that white men got to have the mic most of the time. And podcasting is such 
an outstanding way to say, no, my voice matters too. My story matters too. So if you want a podcast, absolutely do it. And um, as far as the career path, though, I always just like to warn people, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here, but 99% of podcasts make $0. Right. Most podcasts make no money. Podcasting is not the key to passive income, overnight fame, or any of those things that all of the douche bros who dominate the podcast space say it is. It's none of those things. Most people are never going to be able to make a living off of it. And even Jolenta and I, for as successful as we are, continue to have side jobs. Right. This is not our main gig. We do not make bank off of <laughs> this. We are very lucky. Uh, oh, we're in so lucky. What we do. Yes. I was just going to say, like, podcasting is great. What I love about it is it is still accessible, a la YouTube. Like, if you have a way to record yourself, like, and an RSS feed like that you can find online, you know, that you can find directions to do online, like you can make a podcast. Um, and, you know, you don't need big bucks. And like there are still breakout successes that are being made in closets, not like tricked out ones, but like just like closet closets. <laughs> um, but again, the downside is, uh, I think, the expectation that like you could make money like podcasting happens when when you just sort of need to tell a story a certain way and you hope that people appreciate it enough to give you money. All right. Here's a question from somebody with a very cute name, almost as cute as mine. Her name is Krista. Krista says, what's your least favorite part of podcasting? For me personally, Jolenta, it's the fact that I can very quickly get addicted to looking at like all kinds of numbers, whether it's like where you are on the Apple podcast charts or like just you can see sometimes depending on like who you work with or who puts up your podcast, you can see like numbers of of listeners in certain areas. And like, I do, I could go down so many rabbit holes about like who in the Midwest is listening, what cities, ah, ah, <laughs> numbers, numbers. Like, and you can go back in time and compare and contrast. And like, I, I, it is like a, 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 a trap. It's like an evil numbers trap that I get sucked in. And it is my least favorite part of podcasting. Cause it brings out, I feel like it brings out the worst in me. But I was going to say, Jolenta, you're so good at protecting me from that stuff, which is something I really appreciate about you uh -huh. because I, I appreciate lots about you. But one thing that you do sometimes, and we've mentioned this on the show, is if you see some like, you know, maybe not a few, but maybe an avalanche of uh, negative emails coming in for me after certain episodes, sometimes I do certain things in certain episodes that uh, maybe touches a nerve with certain people and maybe lots of people write in and some of them say really mean things. You just go in there and you delete all those oh, emails. Bye. Yeah, you're so good at doing it for me. So, um, but I guess we're all sometimes like that. We can do it for other people, but not necessarily right. for ourselves quite as well. But um, yeah, that's one of the things that I don't like about podcasting is when, you know, I ask for it. I'm the one who touched the nerve. I'm the one who right. said the thing that pissed people off or and whatnot. The, so. We're the ones that are putting our shit on display. Yes. So, I mean, is that really so negative? Uh, I kind of brought it on myself. But yeah, that's probably one of my least favorite parts of it. I think it's 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 surprising how personally people can take our takes. <laughs> we're just two people, you know, we're not um well I was gonna say we're not uh we're, we're not gods, we're not gurus, we're nothing like that. We're just people. Two people in closets. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, that is a least favorite part, but also sort of exhilarating. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's yes. move on. Let's move on. Leah asks, what's something out of the ordinary you've done in the past year, either professionally or personally, that might surprise us? Ooh, Leah, that's a fun question. I love that. Yes. So I'm just going to say something I did very, very recently. Uh, Out of the blue, the State Department called me up and they asked if I would talk to some aspiring podcasters in South Africa who were learning the podcasting rope so that they could tell stories of gender-based violence during COVID in South Africa. And so I don't want to say I'm an ambassador or anything, but... um, State Department? I'm just... Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? So... I, I, My I've been doing- mouth is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when they first called me up and then they gave me what's called my award letter to say, like, this is your official title. This is what you're doing with the State Department. I got No, I'm like getting a little I choked up. I just got up. really like, emotional. I, I just got to say, Jolita. This is what she's been working towards. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, it was very surprising. Oh Never my in my life That's did I think insane. the State Department would call me up to do something like this. And it was incredibly moving. And the chance to talk with people who are trying to tell such meaningful stories. I just was like, of all the people they could have called in the world, they called me, thank you, State Department. Wow. If any of the people in the State Department are listening, thank you. I'm so have honored you that d- I got have to do you that. Have talked to them yet? Mm-hmm. Like, have you d- you've done the, like, yep. classes? Oh, my gosh. And it's, like, amazing. It's amazing. It's wow. just amazing. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. I mean. Isn't it? <laughs> what an answer to that fucking question. Uh, it's so crazy. It's wow. so crazy. That's so But what about cool. you, Jolenta? I know you're always oh doing God, interesting things. Oh, my God. My thing is so much stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. What is it? What is it? Mine is uh, I've learned how to give myself a shot. <laughs> <gasps> where do you shoot yourself? I do it uh, on my the top of my thigh is where my doc. My doctor's like, if I if I were doing it, I'd just go like, boop. And she just like m- mimed stabbing into her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I do. I do alternating thighs. And I know it doesn't make a difference, but I'm like really anal about asking Brad, like, which one did I do last week? Uh, <laughs> And uh, but I've learned how to give myself a shot in my leg because uh, oh every God. week I that's how I give myself my weekly uh, medicine my my methotrexate it's a immunosuppressant that's helping with my lupus right now. Um, now but, when but you do that, process. do you put on the Grey's Anatomy theme song or ER oh. music or something because? That's what I feel like should be playing what, in the background. What we've been doing actually is watching X-Files, which is weird now that I think about it. And it's like this bright – it looks like sort of if if like, if like you know, when you pee in the morning after drinking and you're really dehydrated and it's like really yellow. If that were like radioactive and had like a neon quality, like that's what I'm shooting into myself while we're watching like aliens and stuff. So it's very like – Whoa. Ooh. Wow. Okay, you know what? If you ever decide not to watch The X-Files while you shoot yourself, mm. can I start a playlist for you oh, starting totally. with Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Oh, my God. And... Just all sorts of shots. Yes! Like, yes! That would be – okay, honestly, I love that. Yes. Yes! yes. Okay, yes. okay. Okay. Listeners, you should help with this. Let's make Play a playlist on. for Jolenta. playlist. All the yes. shots. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This is incredible. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this letter from Dara or Dara, Dara or Dara. Dara says, do you have any unconventional celebrity crushes? Oh, I know I do. Can I tell you one of mine? Yes, yes. 
It's so weird. I don't even know if crush is the right word, but I just love him so much. And I want to hang out with him and I want him to clean my ears. His name is Reese Barber from Audiology Associates UK. He has this YouTube channel with millions and millions of followers. And he just cleans earwax out of people's ears. And I watch his videos every night because I love Reese Barber so much. He's got a very soothing voice. It was recently pointed out to me he looks kind of exactly like Dean, so maybe that's part of it too. Mm. But man, Reese Barber, if you're that's listening, so I want funny. you to clean my I, ears. That, I Please clean my ears. <laughs> that is so funny. He looks like Dean. Um, I was going to say Kermit the Frog. <gasps> Kermit is the best. I like. He's I so just cool. feel like he would take you on a nice date, and, like treat you like a lady, and like maybe be a little self-involved, but like in a charming way. Like, like he reminds me of Brad. So <laughs> there you know we what are. You, would do? you would ride your bikes together, and then you would sit down oh. by a swamp, and he'd bring out his banjo, mm-hmm. and he'd sing to you. It'd I feel so like nice. I've always identified as a Miss Piggy. So, like you know, man, Miss Piggy's charisma. She's personality mm, plus. Mm, mm, mm. So if you I can know. identify with any Muppet, she's the winner, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, 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 Sarah asks a question that I find to be divine. Sarah <laughs> says, if you could have a walk-on role with a single speaking line in any show, what would it be? Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. Ooh. One show. Gosh. I mean, the Golden Girls no longer exist. No, it could be any show. It's fine. You think so? Oh, for sure. Oh man! In that case, mine would be with the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally be be? on it. I would totally be on an episode of the Golden Girls. And what would happen is um, Stanley would be there, and somebody would call the police because everyone thinks Stanley's the worst because he is the worst. Mm And I would be the police officer. And oh I would be, my gosh, me, yeah, sir. sir. And it would be great because you're so short and he's like <laughs> six <laughs> foot five and you would yes. be like really tough on him. Yeah. Ugh. And I, would, I would take no bullshit from Stanley. Oh my no, gosh. No, Stanley. That's Excuse so me, Mr. Dvornak. You're coming this way. No, no. You're not going to eat any fucking cheesecake, Stanley. You're coming this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be tough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be so good. That's such a good role. <laughs> That's so good. Weirdly, I know all I do is talk about being a medical examiner and like, yes, that's like on the vision board for sure. (laughs) But I just like would – I've also always really loved like the heavy sitcom episode. Um, Like if I could be a guidance counselor in in Full House, not Fuller. Like like, a very special episode of Full House. At the door, at the Tanner's door with like DJ in a hoodie being like DJ collapsed by the swimming pool. Like like that. Just that's it. But I'm just like, you know, like, that's all I want. Like, like, just to be the person who brings down the mood. Like, if it's going to be a walk on roll, it's going to have to be like something that shifts the episode. Like, like you said, the police, the police person. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. That's so good. Uh, (laughs) I love it. it. (laughs) Such good questions. (laughs) All right. Barbara has this question. What would you prefer? Never having to deal with unwanted body hair again, or never having to deal with your fingernails and toenails again. Barbara, easy, easy for love me. This question. No love body this question. hair. What? Because I love, I love doing my nails and toenails. Like I love it. Like I don't mind clipping it. I don't like love picking at them forever, but like I like painting my nails and stuff, and I'm fine dealing with them. Sometimes I just wish my body hair could make up its mind. Mm. 
you and I are so different here. If I never had to deal with fingernails and toenails oh, again, weird. I just hate it. Every week my nails grow back and they're like there again. Like who grew these things? Oh, I don't I'm want these like things. I'm always excited and I'm like, yeah, you guys did oh. it again. It's just, I just cannot stand it. And then I, they're, they're so, you know this, Jolenta. I think I've accidentally actually cut your hands before with my fingernails oh, yeah. because my nails are like extremely uh, rugged. And so like I, I accidentally cut Dean's legs in bed sometimes with my toenails. It's uh, just, they're the gross. worst. It's like having knives grow out of all of my appendages. And it's like, I don't want these knives growing out of all my appendages. I would love to never have to deal okay. with fingernails okay. and toenails again. All right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one's from Gina. Gina says, do either of you have a bucket list? If so, what's on it? Oh, wow. I don't have a bucket list, but I do want to see the Grand Canyon at some point. Like that's, <gasps> I just want to do like, I just want to do a few basic things. Yeah. Are you going to walk on that glass bridge thing? Oh, I don't know. That sounds, that's a bit much. Oh, <laughs> I, I have not been to the Grand Canyon since I was a kid. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, my bucket list. There are a few places I want to see. I still haven't been to Cambodia, which I've mentioned on the show before. Um, you know, I, I would like to maybe meet Dolly Parton one more time again in person, but I don't want to be greedy. The rest of the world deserves yeah, to meet her. You. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, just I, I should have thought this one through because I did see the question in advance, but I, yeah. I can't really think of like too many other big things that – are on my bucket list at this point. Um, see Dean's family again in New Zealand? Oh, I don't know. Buckets That'll have happen again, much right? simpler lately. Yeah. <laughs> bucket list includes, like, get on a plane again someday. I want to ride um, the subway. <laughs> yeah, I want to get on the subway. I'd like to get a, a COVID vaccine at some mm. point. Yeah. The bucket list is a little different nowadays than it used to be. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> let's do another <laughs> question. Yes, this one is from... Marin, I believe that's the pronunciation. Have you ever considered moving away from New York? Yes, and then no. <laughs> For a second, like, L.A. beckoned when a bunch of friends left, but I, like, really like it here. I like, I like not needing a car, personally, mm -hmm. even though it is also, like, a stupid, tedious way of life. I just really like having a hood and walking around, and I know you can do that anywhere, but I just really like it, and I've somehow, like, figured out how to, like, make a somewhat sustainable life, so I want to just, like, see what can happen with it. Yeah. I love New York. Um, I don't want to leave New York. However, Dean and I do sometimes talk about what would happen if we lived in New Zealand for just six months or a year. You know, um, not forever, but just for a little bit of time so that I can, you know, get more of an experience of what it's like to be in the world that he grew up in. And mm. so sometimes we think about that. And with the world being the way it is now, it's, you know, more and more people are working remotely. Of course, it would be like me working from midnight to 8 a.m. there because of the time difference. But whatever. Um, we do think about that sometimes. Like, right. wouldn't it be fun just for six months or a year to live there? Maybe. That'd I don't know. Cool. We'll see. Maybe. I'd have to make a lot of new friends. I think I only know like three people in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. While Kristen thinks about New Zealand, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we've got some of our more wacky questions coming up. So stick around. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 
1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We are back with just a few wacky questions. And then after these wacky questions, guess what we're going to do, Jolenta? What? We're going to tell people the debut book of <gasps> season eight of By the Book. Yes, we are. Oh, we. Yes. But first, let's get to some of these wacky yes. questions. This is a question for Kristen. Hannah says, Kristen, you've mentioned over the seasons that you use the same tea bag for the whole day, sometimes six to eight cups in a day. I can't seem to get even my darkest black tea or mintiest peppermint to steep after two cups. What is your secret? All right. So here's the secret. I have this giant sippy cup. Jolenta it's knows it very well. Or red. I don't know. It's have there been I other alternate ones? between the blue cup and okay. the red cup. Yeah. I was like, and I did have a whoa, silver whoa, one whoa. for a while. I'm going mad, but it's always <laughs> a metal cup. Yes. And it's um, a travel mug. It's the size of two cups of coffee or two cups of tea, I should say. It's the size of two cups of tea. And what I do is I usually have a tea bag in there. And as soon as it's half empty, I add more water to the top. And once it's half empty again, I add more water to the top. So it's never like I'm just pouring in hot water on a tea bag with nothing else in there. I'm always pouring hot water onto a half empty cup of tea. She's always like topping herself off. Exactly, exactly. Until the tea bag bursts, which Jolenta's had to hear me oh many my gosh, times say, so many oh, times. Explode oh, a tea hold bag. Hold on, tea bag explosion. Hold on. I have I, I have a bunch of leaves in my mouth. Yeah, hold, hold on. Hold on. She'll yeah. spit out like into the trash <laughs> yes. and like scoop out <laughs> sawdust. Yep. I'm a classy lady oh, that way. The cutest. It is truly one of her <laughs> cutest qualities. <laughs> <laughs> but Jolenta, there's also a question for you here from Amy, we have to ask. Amy says, have you ever considered Jolenta getting a second pet? How would Frank react? What specifically would he have to say? Is Frank here? Can he answer this question? Uh, yes. Hold on one moment. Frank, come here. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, Hello, Frankie. Hello, Franklin. The question was, what would I say if we got a second pet? Yes, that's right, Frank. What would you say if Jolenta and Brad ever adopted a sibling for you? I would want another dog. I would want another dog. I have tried to be friends with cats, and they like to just hit me in the face the second I say (laughs) hey-yo. I walk up being like, hey-yo, I'm looking for friends. And the cat's always like, well, bam. So I've given up. Honestly, I've given up. Squirrels never give me the time of day. Rodents smaller than that, they peace out. So I think dogs are the best bet because they're the only ones that talk to me on on the street. Uh, And if we got one, I would say, hey, yo, friend, now go away. I would like a friend, but I wouldn't want the friend to stay and take the attention. So it's, it's, I don't know. I would say, would you yeah, share your toys? Would, say, would you oh, share would your bag? Don't touch would this. You- don't touch that. Get out of here. <laughs> but also play with me when I won't. I would tell Got him to it. stay in another room. And yes, I wanted to play. And then we would be friends. Okay. 
Uh, this is kind of... I'm coming back. That is the weirdest setup. Uh, I think Frank would be fine. He loves other dogs. Um, Mm. This is kind of, I think, what Frank would say, but not necessarily how he would feel, right? Wouldn't he actually love another dog if a dog actually showed up? Frank has the biggest heart. I think if I weren't sick right now, I would have, through this quarantine, ended up with at least one other dog. But... Only time will tell. Someday. Someday <laughs> I plan to have all of the dogs. So Yes. Yes. Um, we have a few more questions. Should we do those? Yes, let's do them. Okay. Kate wants to know, did your parents have alternate name options that they were considering when naming you? What were they? Ooh, I love this question, Kate. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about this before? I don't know. I do know what my I, what my name would have been if I was a boy. I would have been Samuel Leonard after, like, people on both sides of my family, I think. It's very Jewish-sounding, wow. if you ask me. Wow. Makes me think of Leonard Bernstein. Samuel, Samuel Leonard Golden. Greenberg I like is what my name would have been. Wow. Wow. Um, my shortlist name um, – Originally, when I was adopted, they were going to name me Gladys, actually. <gasps> oh, my um, God. Yes. Which um, there is a great aunt in the family. She wasn't technically, like, a family member, but she was family by choice, if you know what I mean. You know how every family has, like, those aunts An adopted in the aunt. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, Aunt Gladys was essentially one of those people who mm. we weren't actually related to, but she was a member of the family. So um, I think Aunt Gladys may have played a role in helping to um, save up or collect money for my adoption. So she played a big role in that. And they thought it would be great to name me after my Aunt Gladys. But then, um, and I think Aunt Gladys was like 90 years old when I was adopted. She was very, very old. I don't even know if she made it into my first grade year. I remember Mm. um, little presents she would send me in the mail as a little kid. Mm. Um, These clothespin uh, Christmas ornaments that were women with clothes on that I just loved when I was a kid. I played with those all the time. But um, yeah, they thought about naming me Gladys. And then my Auntie D, she stepped in and said, no kid can be named Gladys. It's such a good name. You cannot name a kid Gladys. No. Uh, no. You're not going to do this to her. What so, if I like hosted a show with my friend Gladys? It'd be so funny, That would be it? so cool. Yes. And I remember one of my friends actually saying to me, that actually would have been a really good name for you because so you, send, you spread gladness wherever you go. So Gladys kind of makes sense it as a really name. It really does. So. But Kristen yeah. and the Christmas, you've really made that work. So <laughs> <laughs> no no worries there, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's such a compliment. <laughs> that is so funny. All right. Let's get to this question from Jennifer. Jennifer says, what is your go-to dance move? I'd say mine is sort of a mixture of, like, a body roll meets, like, someone hula hooping. Like, it's a lot of hips oh, and yeah, yeah, And, like, a hint of 70s, but not. What's you? Um, I do the butt. I always shake my booty. Yes. I shake oh, my it a gosh, lot. you do. Like, like, almost like a toddler sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm really into shaking my butt and... You know, years and years ago, I produced a live show for Gretchen Rubin. It was um, the Happier Podcast live in Seattle. And one of the opening parts of that show was me dancing on stage to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Oh, so, that's so good. I don't know. We, we have some crossover listeners, so maybe some of you were there and you actually saw my butt because that's what I do. I shake my butt. Uh, yeah. Those are some moves to be observed. 
I'm going to leave you thinking about those moves while we move on to our announcement. Yes, that's right. Our announcement of next week's book, but not next week, two weeks from now. Yes, two weeks from now. Our next book is... Dream More, Celebrate the Dreamer in You by Dolly Parton. Well, if that author does not make it abundantly clear, our season eight theme is going to be self-help books by angels. I mean, celebrities, (laughs) celebrities. They will not all be Dolly Parton level. (laughs) Yes, that's right. We have a theme season again. We love our theme seasons. And man, a theme of celebrities. It's going to be so, so good. Mm-hmm. We got famous people from movies, TV, and more, and people that you probably wouldn't consider famous, but we would. It's yes. going to be great. <laughs> yes. So be sure to join us in two weeks for the season eight debut of By the Book, our celebrity season with one Dolly Parton. that's it for this bonus episode of by the book first of all huge thank you to all the listeners who wrote in with their questions uh we love you we love your questions keep asking them we'll always answer the weirder the better oh yeah we love the weird ones thanks also to our fabulous production team at stitcher brandon nix corinne wallace daisy rosario and andy christens And thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who rock it out in their performance of it. Please stay in touch with us. Send us any of the questions you have or suggestions for books to read. You can hit us up at kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at ByTheBookPod. And we're also on Instagram at ByTheBookPod. And you know you can leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on a bonus episode, right? You should call us and leave us a voicemail question or comment or fart. Like, (laughs) call us at 302-492-6657. That's 302-49-BOOKS if you want to remember it. Yes. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show, but only leave nice reviews so we don't get sad. Or don't leave any reviews at all. You can say something super mean. Uh, like if you want and then be like but I also love this show in five stars (laughs) yes you can do that too (laughs) and if you haven't already tell a friend about the show until next time I'm Jolanta Greenberg and I'm Kristen Meinzer thank you for listening bye bye Stitcher life is a highway and on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.